Have you ever considered the impacts of your past to your present or ever considered just how connected your life is with others? Hello, I'm Naomi, the host of Letters from the Chosen podcast. In this podcast, I share key moments from my childhood of how I went from life in rural West Africa to life in the United States. And I hope that by sharing my story, you get to see just how intricately involved God is in the details of our lives. In each episode, I hope you will take the time to reflect about your own past and be inspired to share your own story. Please share any insights you gain and let's grow together. I look forward to you joining with me each week. Let the story begin. A tree has fallen. One evening, I came home after dinner time. I was most likely playing out in the courtyard or I might have been at my aunt's house. I'm not exactly sure where I was that day. My mother had left a dish of food for me to eat and my sister, a coast, was waiting for me inside our room. She warned me that there had been some cockroaches that had crawled into the food. I dismissed her warning because I thought she was just messing with me so she could get some seconds on that night's dinner. I quickly took a bite until I heard a crunch and then I felt something cool slowly oozing into my mouth. Blech! I spat out that food so quick and the sound of laughter erupted and filled the room as the coast laughed and laughed and laughed some more at my disgusted face. Later that evening when we settled down to sleep, I curled up in my usual spot nestled next to my mother. The next morning I was suddenly awakened by a coast. I remember a coast telling me that our mother had passed in the night. I can't remember my exact emotions in that moment. I can see myself and the best way I can describe it is panic. I remember calling out to my mother, my voice getting louder and louder each time she didn't respond. And with each cry that I gave, the truth of my sister's words began to settle in more and more in the back of my mind. I remember nudging my mother in an effort to wake her up, but she never woke. A tree had fallen. In my culture, when we want to express that someone has passed away or that they've died, we say, a tree has fallen. Indeed, a tree had fallen, and along with it, my heart. There was a funeral service held for our mother in our courtyard. People came by to pay their respects to our family. Sistefia, my eldest sister, held me in her lap. I remember I pushed against her in an effort to escape so I could go and see my mother, but I was not allowed. I eventually broke free from her and ran away from the gathering. I went around outside, away from the crowd, and feeling for the first time alone. Surrounded by practically the whole town, I felt lonely. I'd never felt lonely before because, well, I was never alone. Not with my family. Everyone is either right next door, a few footsteps away, or they live in your very room. You'd have to intentionally isolate yourself to experience the feeling. But even when you are by yourself, you are known in your community. Your elder people know who you are, and they know more about your family history than you do. 
So this was a foreign feeling to me. So this foreign feeling of loneliness and the idea that others did not understand started filling the spot where my mother had once occupied. This unknown feeling would become all too familiar as I grew older into my adolescent years. An unexpected visitor came upon hearing of my mother's passing. It was my father. When I heard that my father had come to visit, I ran off to another house. I think I ended up outside of my aunt's house. I thought that the longer I stayed away, the longer my father would have to remain with us. I knew when my father left, it would be a while before he returned. Even at that time, I don't know if I even had any memories of him. One of my friends, or might have been one of the cousins, came and found me sitting outside. She told me that my father had arrived and he was asking for me. I reluctantly got up and followed her to meet my father. There was a sense of mixed emotions, a desire and a longing to see my father, and the fear of losing him. I remember Amma being there with my family also. She was my Sunday school teacher, and she knew my mother from the church. I don't remember much about that meeting, except that my father had also brought us some bread. All I know is either on that very day or very shortly after, he left, and I never saw him again. This moment cut much deeper into my heart, and it influenced how I perceived love in a way that I didn't quite perceive that it would. As I got older and reflected on this moment, I wondered how my father could see me and then leave. A seed of abandonment and rejection had been planted in that moment, and there would be people who would come along the way to water it and help it grow. Doubts of whether I was loved or wanted or worth staying for were strapped onto my back for me to carry along my journey. Then came the next question flooding to me in that moment. How could he abandon us after his wife just passed? I wondered if he loved her, and if he loved her, wouldn't he love us? Later, I would hear the stories, those fairy tale stories of the prince coming in and rescuing the princess and taking her to a castle, and then they live happily ever after. I listened to those stories and I watched those movies, but with reservation. I was all too aware at a very young age that the prince doesn't always stay. And it's not always happily ever after. I would later see great examples of committed and healthy relationships that renewed in my heart and in my mind that it was possible. So I determined in my heart to wait to marry until I knew that it was a loving and lasting relationship. I wanted a different ending to my story. I had to be sure that my husband loved me, but even more that he would love our children. I didn't want to make a sacrifice, sacrifice for relationship in vain. See, when my father left in my heart, it felt like another tree had just fallen.